Morning. Morning. Well, brings me great sorrow to think this is the last one of the all season. Did you just talk about no. what you accomplished this week in, in minicamp and why it was reduced? Yeah, definitely. I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you have a start line and a finish line. I, I just felt like we crossed the finish line, you know, particularly with the veterans. Um, and really today's focus was just really spending final time with the rookies. You know, they, we, they had their opportunity still to get the final lift in for this week. Um, and just from that, just spend a bunch of individual time with the, with the coordinators and the assistant coaches and really, frankly, focus on the five-week plan. Uh, that's what's in front of them. So everything we wanted to accomplish in the offseason was, uh, was completed. And, you know, really the, fo the focus turns to their individual five-week plan, you know, basically to hit the championship conditioning. Uh, Need to answer that, Mike? Or is, that, or is that you, Clarence? Oh, okay. we, we can hold it. We can hold this thing up. I mean, I, sounds important, Mickey. Don't you think? Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I can step out. I mean, you know. but uh, you know, five weeks and what's in front of them, and, and frankly, just you know, not only get ready physically but emotionally and fill up their tank uh, for what's in front of them, and and uh, mentally keep their you know keep their keep their eyes on their iPad. The veterans were let go yesterday, and just rookies here today. I'm sorry. The veterans here today as well, or just rookies. No, the veterans. I mean, there's veterans that have been in here, uh, right. you know, catching a lift. But uh, no, the veterans were excused after the group dynamic event okay. yesterday. How was yesterday's uh, event? And Hit the ball well, actually. I was. Uh, I felt good. I felt good out there. Four iron was working. I recommended it. Top golf. Just hit it straight and get some points. Was the plan. Um, Curious to see how it, how it shakes out, but no, it's fine. We had a blast. I really haven't spent much time there, um, but I know the players really enjoyed it, uh, and just the way we, you know, coordinated everything and the interaction. And we, you know, we had the officials uh, join us. I don't think we'll get any calls, but uh, it, it's uh, it, it was a good day. Uh, it's, it's clearly one of the better ones I've been a part of. We talked a lot about we want to practice outside a lot, but mm -hmm. if you had some weather early in camp, well, the offseason, yeah. the heat. Did you get outside enough? Did you like um, that's a great question. I think you, you can never get outside enough. You know, wind was really a challenge this year, you know, more than the heat. I mean, the heat's never really, you know, hopefully it doesn't, doesn't you know, keep us from going outside. Uh, I, I just think, you know, particularly, you know, with our setup, you know, when you, you know, you get up 18, 19, 20 mile an hour winds, it's just, it's a bit kind of productive. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, going to Oxnard is, you know, I think we're very fortunate to have that as a training. Know, training camp area. Um, love the weather out there. I, I think you know, as far as your ability to challenge and stress your team out, what you need to get done in training camp. Uh, you know, obviously our time limits are in place. You know, as far as the CBA rules, but Oxnard gives you that opportunity. You know, I think going up to Denver and spending an extra couple of days up there practicing in, in, in you know in the mile high uh, climate will, will be another nice factor. And then the competitive work down there in Irvine. Uh, will be another opportunity. So I feel good about our plan um, and looking forward to that. What's your message to the team when they have this time off between now and the start of training camp? Well, you break, we break it down. I mean, it, you know, from the first day of the off-season program, we, you know, we have a timeline and what we want to get done in the off-season program. And you know, this, this, next, this next segment is five, five weeks of their individual plans. So, I mean, there's, you know, most guys are staying here. I mean, we, uh, we're very fortunate to have an incredible training facility and you know the love of the city of Dallas so um, just more people will be here in town and I think I can 
I can recall in my time, you know, in this league over the last three decades. So, uh, and that's and that's a great, you know, that, that that's a great way to go. So, uh, they won't be too far away. And you know, you know, I I think today with the coaches having the extra time to spend with the rookies in their one on one, uh, we feel really good about every guy's individual plan. How important, based on your experience in Green Bay, we have players come over to your house and have like Olympics. Are these group dynamic events, and how much do you feel like that was missed during? Well, I think normality is very important in developing uh, relationships and, and genuineness of you know, understanding and, and, and appreciating each other. So I, I think it goes a long way. Um, you, when you look at culture, you look at relationship development, you see when you look at people that are particularly excellent at that in their profession, uh, it's something that doesn't show up in a box score. And, and it's hard to put a, a numerical value on that. And it's you know something that I think you have to recognize through experience and continue to try to grow. I mean, group dynamics is something that we're, you know, the growth through group dynamics to improve your culture is something every team is, is after. And and it's clearly taking the time to develop. You want it to be as organic as possible. So I, yeah, I think you're going to watch. I think you got to watch, try not to be too organized, too structured, uh, because at the end of the day, it's about the inter interaction of the individuals. That's the way I've always viewed it. And uh, so I think it goes a long way. And just, you know, thankful that we have the resources to, you know, go out and spend some money and, and, and have a great time doing it and, you know, laugh a lot. And, and you know, and you always learn more about the, the next guy than you, than you knew, you know, going into those, those opportunities. Mike, how much do you have to emphasize with these guys? Here's this five weeks of unstructured time and, Maybe it goes without saying, or maybe it needs to be understood. Be careful during this period. Oh yeah, travel safe. Be smart. Be safe. I, I think, like anything, I, you know, it's 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 part of our plan to get ready. I mean, there's you know what we've accomplished in the off season. We need to move forward. We can't go backwards. And I think they clearly understand that. That's been the messaging throughout. I mean, this isn't something we just you know just didn't just talk about yesterday or today. Uh, this you know this is something we've been preparing for. Uh, you know, I know the coordinators and assistant coaches have been a lot of one-on-ones, a lot of extra time, particularly with the younger guys in the, in the afternoon. I, I think you got to really commend today's athlete, particularly, the, you know, obviously I'm talking about the NFL players. Uh, there, there's a lot of interaction that goes on, you know, they, you know, whether it's Dak with the receivers at his house and the perimeter groups, you know, guys will still be working out here all the time. So, uh, you know, I, I do think there's structure to it. Um, and, but it's you know it's, it's obviously not all of us here together, and I think really this time is really beneficial because I think we all could use a little bit of a break from one another. I, th I think it gives you a chance to to get around your family, your friends, you know, to get personally charged emotionally and mentally. And uh, at the end of the day, we all have to do the physical work that needs to, to be done to make sure we're ready to go in Oxnard. A lot of guys use personal position coaches and different things. How much interaction do you have with those coaches or? With the players to say, hey, we'd like you to do this, and, and make sure they're telling you, they're reiterating the same messages to those guys. That you yeah, definitely. I, I think it's an excellent uh, outlook and perspective, and I, I think you know, experience um, definitely teaches you to embrace it. Um, and if if anything, I think you have to watch uh, of maybe too much. You know, too much. I think outsourcing is is very important. Uh, always encouraged it, and living in you know in, in the city of Dallas, I mean the resources are, I mean, I mean I'm just going back through my career. I I, I think our resources are over the top here. So uh, a guy really has a chance 
to to get get what he needs away from here. And I'm not just talking about these, these next five weeks. I'm talking about throughout. Um, we go. I think we've talked about this in the past when we get into the in, in season. Uh, the whole the state program was initially developed because you wanted to make sure that the players had the resources to you know rest and recover and regenerate their bodies. Uh, but you know coming here, the veterans that they were already here and that was in place that they they have tremendous program and networking already in place. You know. Uh, so I think it's important to to be in tune with you know with Dak's quarterback coach, with his throwing coach, and and, and that's all part of it. Because at the end of the day, we all want the same goal. You know, we're all after the same the same thing. And, and everything we do is about making every one of these players successful, both on and off the field. Dak said he expects Zeke to have his best season in the NFL yet. Now that he's healthy, I know it's early, but you see any changes in Zeke? Well, I think the biggest thing with Zeke is he's completely healthy now, and he's had a tremendous offseason. I mean, the weight that he's been pushing in the weight room, um, just you know, the numbers that he's been cranking out, you know, have been very, very impressive. You know, I, I can't stand to tell you it's been the best of his career, but he's he's in top shape, and you know, at the end of the day, he's an extremely instinctive, tough, smart football player, great teammate. So I think he's definitely has set himself for, up for that. Are the guys, when you go to Oxnard, are the guys that won't be ready to practice, obviously Gallup won't be, mm -hmm. but are Jabril Cox, James Washington, you expect these guys to be ready either at start or at some point in Oxnard? At some point, you know, even if it's in a limited fashion, you know, I, I think the, you know, I think we feel really good about the, pro, you know, the progress of all the players that have gone through rehab and uh, everything's been very encouraging. You've had your rookies for six weeks at this point. How's your impression of those guys changed during this offseason program? Um, you know, probably not fair to the first draft class, um, and, and probably even the second draft class, just because you know their introduction into the Dallas Cowboys, whether it's through a pandemic or you know certain protocols last year. But it's clearly, um, and it's just so hard to stand here in front of you and compliment somebody and not being taken like I'm trying to insult somebody else. So, see, I'm getting sensitive. I've been up here too long, but so it's. Uh, Clearly, the most mature group that we've had. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very impressed with the extra time that these young men are here. I mean, they're here throughout the the, the afternoon. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the extra meetings, the Zoom meetings. They're here on the weekends. So, I mean, uh, you, you know, I have not been in here over the weekend and have not run into five, six, seven rookies. On Sunday, there's six or seven of them in here. So, uh, I think that's I and mean, that's what you're looking for. I mean, it's just. Everybody talks about work ethic. Everybody talks about the ability to have a high workload capacity. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's you, you have to emphasize it, but you got to create the opportunity. And I think our rookie class has done a, a tremendous job of getting themselves ready for training camp. Because at the end of the day, that's what the offseason program is. It's about getting ready for a great training camp. And you know, with that, the five-week plan is, is part of that. Uh, Sam's done some excellent things. Obviously, had the injury, missed some times, but I um, mean, you can definitely see the, the you know, the pass rush ability. You know, he's you know he's he's raw, which is to be expected, and and uh, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a positive for where he is, and I, I think it clearly gets you excited about his upside. So yeah, I, 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 we're all we, everybody's been impressed with Sam. You guys like that raw. Feeling new to the position, you, know, you don't unteach him any bad habits. You kind of just start somewhat anew, start fresh. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's, I, I've always looked at that. I mean, I, I think when a guy's closer to his to his floor than his ceiling, I've, I've always looked at that as a, as a positive. Because you've had an off-season program, and you know you haven't had the pandemic restrictions. Is this the best you've felt about a team since you've been here going into training camp? Oh, absolutely. I, it's the best I've felt about the football team in the preparation. You know, 
focus that clearly. I mean, it's not it's not like you, you really really have to throw the first year out, um, but it, we're clearly ahead of where we were at this time last year. With guys like Sam Williams, you know, edge rushers like that, and how little contact you guys are able to have in the offseason, is it more is it more difficult to bring along edge rushers nowadays because of that, or do, can they make up the gaps because of they work with individual coaches and, and things like that? I think it clearly, uh, you know, this 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 structure of the offseason program, you still have the ability to really work the pass rush. Yeah, so I, I don't feel like we're tremendously limited there. I think the, really the, the the biggest restriction for for the pass rushing and the defensive lineman is not going against a padded offensive lineman. So I mean that's that that'll be obviously the next step when we get to training camp. But you know the, the ability to you know to get the techniques, the alignments, you know, and particularly the drill work, uh, get that taught, get the speed of it taught. Um, you know, and that's all obviously. But you have to, you know, you have to shut it down at the at the top of the rush, uh, just because of the restrictions you have in practice. So, uh, you, I, I feel, you know, I felt, and I always have, I still feel that we we did able to accomplish a lot, particularly Sam or the whole defensive front. So uh, I feel good about what we were able to get done pass rush wise. But you know, the padded work is, you know, for for everybody is obviously at a premium in training camp. Mike, you said a couple weeks ago that Kelvin Joseph was doing good work in the building. Last couple times we've had a chance to see it. He's suited up, but on the sideline, where is he at physically and otherwise? I think he's going to be okay. You know, it's a, it's 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 a minor injury that he's working through. So I don't think you know. I think after the five weeks off, that I anticipate he'll be full going training camp. Within the restrictions that you talk about with the practices and stuff, is the structure of camp going to be? Uh, different in terms of they'll be working up towards those joint practices as well as the preseason games. Uh, you're talking about different from last year. Yes. Um, I, I think it'll look same. To, I think it'll look the same to to everybody here. Uh, you know, you have the first four practices a ramp up. So, and, and I think the, you know, the stress point there is is you know we're going to go four in a row. So, uh, you know, we won't be on the field longer than an hour. You know, it'll, it'll be a tremendous amount of walkthrough jog throughs and, and that, that we'll really focus on to, to get that to get the really we're going to take the first two installs just make sure we really got it tuned up and ready to go and uh, you know then really you know the install three and four which is the fifth and sixth practice that you know that it's kind of you know you still have some time restraints here in the padded work so I think you're going to see it more of a climb this year because you know this is the first year in the new CBA uh, so the practice time is less than it's been uh, as far as even in the padded work, because you you really don't get into the full padded work that we're accustomed to. I call it a traditional install training camp practice, but you really don't get into that until the seventh practice. So, uh, so you're going to see more of a progression like this as 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 far as the time on the field and competitive drills. So, um, so that part is. But we'll we'll be able to get the eight installs done, you know, right before we go to Denver, and then once we hit Denver, we're we're really into a kind of a preseason, you know. Mode of getting ready for Denver, and and then the same thing is we'll we'll clean up the Denver game on on that Monday, and then Tuesday we're gonna you know we'll have more of a jog through and then head down to Irvine. Is eight always the number of installs, or does that vary, or what dictates you know the number of installs and how you spread that out over the course of? Does it vary the eight? Um, I, th I think really the um, the way we're set up, it's you know when I first got in the league, I think we had fifteen. You know, nineteen ninety three is you know we had fifteen installs. Um, I'm trying to. Then I think I went to 12. Uh, I know my first year as a head coach, I think I had 10. And, and probably around 2011 is when I went to eight. 
uh, just because it it had a fit. You know, we're we're all, and frankly, I think as as the longer you're in this league, I think you clearly get more control of your volume. Volume. You know, I'm a big believer in less volume, more creativity. That's that's you know, it's a coaching principle of mine that that I've adhered to for a good 15, 20 years. So. Uh, you know, it, it makes you work harder to, to get it tight and efficient going into it. But um, I've been in the eight install mode for probably a decade now, and it works. It definitely works in this new CBA environment. Mike, on, the back note to... of, on the note of what you were saying about players being closer to their floor than the ceiling, when you have a player like Jalen Tolbert who didn't start playing football until high school, how does that show up when they get to camp? And even if they've had a college career, what types of ways is that evident in the way they play the game? I think it goes back to the floor ceiling conversation, uh, but you know I, I think the other thing too is you know, you, which you have to really you know pay attention to is you know, instincts and awareness. You know, even for a young man that didn't play football that long, obviously you know he's a multi-sport athlete, and you know you you can cross train and, and gain those types of experience and spacing interactions in other sports. So and I think it all applies to you know whatever sport you go to and at that level. So I, I'm I feel very good about where he is because he's. He's very detail-minded, uh, very focused young man. Um, picks it up quickly. You know, his learning is. You know, I, I definitely put him in a higher, higher level there too. So, uh, but just like any rookie, he's got to cross that threshold of getting out in the competitive drills and really get going. Particularly when we put the pads on and and you know, and, and that all occur in Oxford. How's he, how's, how's he transitioned to the outlook of potentially being here? primary this year? Uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, I think he's done a nice job with the limited reps he's had. Obviously, he missed some time with the hamstrings. So, uh, but he's, you know, seems pretty natural back there. When you look at these five weeks where I'm sure you're looking forward to it and the time off, is there a time during that period where you're like, okay, let's go. It's time to get back to football, even before the. I want to fight it this year. And that's a very insightful question by you, Todd. It's about time, by the way. But I'm just kidding. It's. Uh, Squirrels, yeah, yeah, I hear you. But really, kind of what happens to me, and and, and uh, you know, your kids test you on this. But really, you know, once I get past the Fourth of July, you know, it's about July eighth, ninth, tenth, and I think most coaches are like this. You start getting the itch. You know, you, you get up. You know, and just from my structure, uh, vacation with my family. You know, the, the mornings are, are, are my free time because you know kids stay up a little later, the older they get, and you know get their butt out of bed till eleven o'clock. So you know I get a good six hours of freedom uh, before I get going. Uh, so, and that's you know that's when I really dive back into it. So I, it's kind of you know it's fun. You know a lot of family time. Looking forward to it. Family from Pittsburgh's coming. So, I'm, but I think once you get past that Fourth of July week, and I, I know that's kind of been my trigger. So I'll, I'll definitely spend those last two weeks getting ready. Getting back to Joseph just for a second, any clarity on this situation with Dallas, with, with the Dallas PD? And I, have, I have nothing, yeah. I, have, I haven't been told anything for at least a month. So, yeah, I have nothing to report. Is it safe to assume since Dalton was here that he'll, he'll be in California? Great question, uh, business question. Um, I'm, I, you know, I think we're all hopeful, and um, and I think it'd be, you know, it'd be great for everybody. How's Sean McEwen developed? Doing well, I think. I think Sean just, you know, his his continued progression, you know, in the weight room and the conditioning part of it. You know, he's had some injuries that he's had overcome in the past, and I, I think he's done a really good job there, uh, getting his ready, you know, getting his body ready for very, very resourceful, uh, very versatile, you know, both on special teams and obviously, you know, at the tight end position. But I, I think he's had an excellent off season. You mentioned guys. Most guys are around here, and they have this facility. How much, if at all, does that play into cutting mini camp a little bit short? in terms of you know, not, not taking all that time, knowing guys are around and that mm -hmm. 
just kind of able to fill in the gaps a little bit, if you will. I tell you, it's it's that, and I'll be honest with you. I think it's the virtual learning too. I mean, for me personally, I, I think you. You know, when you go through it in the pandemic, um, clearly learned a lot. You know, personally and you know, as a coaching staff, you know, perspective of the workload, capacity, ability. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of work that gets done that's that's really not on a daily schedule. So, I think that's you know that, that really plays into it, and the fact that the guys are here, um, and, and and they do interact with their coaches, you know, on a on a different level. Um, than, than to my experience in the past, that's that's all part of it. So uh, I can't tell you how how proud I am of our young players, um, but just to compliment the coaching staff, and, and it's really you know what I echoed in the last staff meeting. I thought they knocked it out of the park. I thought they hit a home run as far as maximizing the time with our players and you know the veterans. You know we had excellent participation from phase one, really the captains' workouts, phase one all the way through. So we were able to go through all the concepts with the vets. And then the vets also got all eight installs. So, um, like I said, I, I think we clearly crossed the finish line of what we were trying to get done this year. How do you approach when you know it's it's, it's June, early June, and there's still some pre-snap penalties? Do you look at it like, well, it's part of the learning process. If we get some time to clean it up, or are you, are you really militant about it? Like, how do you how do you balance the big picture of the offseason with the point of emphasis? I, tell you, I mean, just just when you think you've seen it all in this league, something else happens. You know, uh, the guardian caps show up. So, I mean. You know, like I was, you know, telling Jerry Bergman, I said, you, you got to put that flag in your pocket when you got, you know, that, that, those are the biggest damn helmets I've ever seen in my life. So I, I so you had some of that. Uh, you know, I think it kind of, you know, I know it threw our, our our young guard and tackle off as far as their alignments and so forth. So you got to sort through that. But you know, I, I thought it was great to have the officials. Um, and really, the biggest benefit that I've always felt that you have with officials at your practices is not as much having them on the field, but having them in your meetings. So the ability to you know, talk about the technique that we're teaching, what they're looking for, uh, because all those all those guys, I, the whole, you know, Bill Vinovich all the way through his whole crew, I thought they did a great job of communicating and interacting with our players um, and just, you know, tell them what they see, you know. And, and I think like anything, you know, it's group dynamics is about building relationships and not the, you know, you're going to build a relationship that's going to benefit you uh, with, with the referees as far as how they call, but it, it does help you talk to them about, hey, you know, because it's all about getting as close to the line as you can uh, without getting the flag called. I mean, that's, that's part of competing in sports. Uh, so the ability to have those conversations and understanding, I think it's really good for our younger players. Our veterans understand that. So just the interaction that they have there. So yeah, definitely. I mean, to have that many flags thrown in a practice, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I ain't gonna lie to you, it crossed my mind about practicing today. <laughs> but that's that, that I didn't think that was necessary. Um, but it, 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 I think it was a really good experience. But it, you know, wearing those guarding caps, it's the first time we had them on. It's exact. I wanted to wear them, you know, in the mini camp, just more for the the maintenance and the adjustment of it. But you know, I really wasn't expecting, you know, encroachment and you know, in uh, illegal formations at the level that we had them. But uh, but I'm glad we got it on the tape because we were able to coach it. Mike, you said at the end of the year that job one was cleaning up penalties, discipline, yeah. maybe silly penalties. How much do these referees, their involvement, and maybe maybe is there more refs involved with you during practices. How much is that part of that plan? Yeah, I think we got a much better plan than we've had. I think you know, well, obviously, you know, with Gary Slaughter, he's our local our local rep here. So just the fact that we can have him more involved, you know, without the protocols, I think that clearly will be a an excellent addition for us. Um, his involvement, you know, as far as the communication and training of the 
of the local you know referees that we do use at practice i think we'll definitely will be better served there uh you look at our training camp you know we'll, we'll probably have the nfl officials uh at our training camp two two different times we're normally having once uh we're going to be involved in practicing against the broncos so you'll have two sets of officials there on both fields no different than down there in Irvine against the Chargers. So I think our exposure, I think clearly our exposure to NFL officials, the interaction of NFL officials uh, throughout training camp is clearly the highest that I've ever experienced in my career. So I think there'll definitely be some benefits from that. Why haven't it been twice this year? Just because of the practices? It was offered. Okay. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's, you know, it was offered. Not that, you know, you know just, um, uh, it was, I think they were here about three weeks ago. So we had our, our annual officiating meeting with the coaches. So that's something that came up in the meeting. So we're, we're, you know, we've, we've requested it. So uh, I think, it, like I said, I, I think the interaction, I get more out of the conversations with the officials off to the side or in the meetings than anything else. So uh, you get to talk about situations. You can talk about how we're teaching game management situations and how they view them and so forth. And, you know, all those, you know, we obviously talked about our last play uh, against the 49ers, so you get a chance to go back and review the mechanics, and they, they've obviously had a chance to review their mechanics. So uh, I just think it makes us all better. The mechanics of that, based on practice when you guys were doing situational work, didn't look like they had changed. Is that fair, or are there any tweaks to the mechanics in that situation where you guys are running and trying to get a playoff? Well, as far I think it's it, the, the thing is not. I don't think it's really as much as how much we had changed. It's just we just got to be better at the execution, and I think the awareness. On both sides of, of exactly what the umpire, umpire is trying to do, or when the, you know, uh, the, the officials coming to, to spot the ball or bless the ball, uh, I think you know, ability to just continue because really our training tapes haven't changed much. You know, because you know, there's, you know, you only get so many reps where you have one at 13 seconds, you have one at 17 seconds. So you know, the ability to go back through those and just you know enhance it. I think it's like anything. Uh, when you look at situational football, you know, and game management's part of that. You know, I, I mean, there's been years where, hey, I didn't feel like we were very good in the red zone. You know, whether it was offense or defense. So what do you do? Do more red zone reps in, in practice and training camp. Well, then you got to give something up. So, but uh, that's not the case in game management. You, you, you know, there, there's there's a criteria and a quota from my perspective as far as how I plan it of how many times you need to do it. So I thought last year we did it clearly more than I ever have. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that's, we, we, want to, we want to be better at the teaching and the training at it. And I think that ultimately makes our players better. Yes, for, for clarification for the dummies like me. Uh, did you, is that on camera? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much conjecture about you guys did it wrong. You know, get the ball to the center instead of giving it to the referee. You're saying we didn't do it wrong. We're going to continue to do it the same way. Is that? I'm just trying to. No. Okay. And, and so. And so please don't make that a headline. No, I'm just trying to figure. Because I'm not running Dak 20 times either. No. Okay, so I, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know where the hell that came from. I, yeah. But I'm just trying to. You know, you, you're not changing the operation how you how you handle those situations. Well. I'm just no, our our focus is more on the specifics and the details and the execution. So, um, you know, to, you know, when you look at clock into play, uh, you know, as far as we call it church clock, you know, because we have a church family of situations um, that, that we that we rep. See, our, 
we have four playbooks. We have an offensive playbook, we have a defensive playbook, we have a special teams playbook, we have a game management playbook. And so that, that's the way I've done it as a head coach. Um, so when I first got in the league, you know, the threshold was 17 seconds of, of when you when you attempt a clock to play. I think through training, emphasis over the years, um, most people now teach it at 16. Uh, but there is a situation at 13, 14, and 15, which we were in at 14. Um, there's evidence clearly in our training tapes, uh, Jacksonville, you know, at, at, at Minnesota. So it, it's it's all there for you, and they run a draw play. But you know, you you have you know, coaching emphasis and, and, and awareness as, as far as how much yards you can get. You know, as far as me being a communicate maybe with the, instead of the alternate ref, you know, to the side judge. It's and so you you go back and you review all the things. Hey, how can we all be better on this play? So I think you know, obviously that's the accountability of it. Uh, but you know, as far as what we were trying to get done, uh, we were trying to get the ball moved up, you know, another 10, 12 yards uh, to put us in another play selection for the last play. So, as far as the thought design, you know, because I don't want to open up this can of worms again, because I'm going on vacation today, Clarence, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we will be better is our focus. Okay. Thank you. That needs to be the headline. We will be better. That's our focus. <laughs> Everybody have a great break, huh? Thank you.